When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, you know, last year, or was it two years ago now? I don't even remember anymore. That uh, Marie Kondo, The Art of Tidying Up, was a hot, hot book. And a lot of people were buying it and talking about this method of of cleaning and simplifying their lives. Uh, and, and many people tried to enact it in their own lives. And yeah. if anybody did that and was successful at it just by using the book, give us a call, 651-641-1071. But it was so popular that now there's a Netflix series that features Marie Kondo doing this method with people who really need it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley. Trainer, and I know uh, that Dawn just started doing this, right, Brad? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday on, uh, on the morning show, and Dawn just started. She posted some photos. Actually, I would follow her social media if you want to see her adventure. Um, there's like five different things you have to work through in your home. You start with clothes, and that's the thing that she did yesterday, where you literally take all of your clothes, all of them. And pile them on your bed. And then you have to go through everything one by one. And there's this whole rigmarole that you go through. It seems kind of overwhelming. But for the people who've done it, um, they swear by it. In fact, Alexis talked about how she loved that whole process. And it really taught her how to, because I don't know if you know this, but she's, I don't want to call her a hoarder. But she loves stuff. Yeah. And so she felt like this was really helpful to sort of, um, you know, thin out the herd, if you will. Clear out and simplify. Well, so I I decided after seeing on Dawn's social media last night uh, that big pile of clothing on her bed yeah. because she was getting ready to do the clothing purge of the Marie Kondo method of tidying up. Yeah. I thought, okay, I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to watch this this Netflix show. I just want to see what this is all about. So I got through about an episode and a half of of the series and um i have some takeaways that i'd like to share with you uh and by the way if anybody has ever completed the method and gone through all five of those uh and i'll tell you really quickly the tidying categories in order are clothing books paper and then the fourth one is the kitchen bathroom and garage and miscellaneous rooms and then the last thing is sentimental items and you go through, and there's a process of going through these things. Um, if anybody's done that, 651-641-1071. But I got through about a, a, a an episode and a half. And the first episode was a family of four. And they seemed very normal. They were people you would know, right? Like they're, they, it, they you know, they had little hiccups in terms of like their clutter and their disagreement on clutter and, yeah. and how it, how it, 
sort so of relatable piles is what up. you're saying. Very relatable. Yeah. Um, but it, so it was fine, but I found myself getting really annoyed with Marie Kondo. She's oh, no. adorable. Like she's so sweet, so kind, and clearly is like passionate about this. Yeah. But why I got annoyed with her was the same reason we get annoyed with Gwyneth Paltrow. Because it was like she has this all figured out and doesn't screw up. Like it she like they would ask her, like, how do your kids help with the cleaning? And she was just like, with these wide eyes, she'd be like, My children see me folding things and they see the joy it brings me to fold my clothes and so then they fold their clothes. Oh, like you and felt I was maybe like, she wasn't very relatable. I am gonna jump through the screen oh. and I'm gonna yell at you because yeah. come on. Really? Come on. Uh anyway, the, but then the second episode I watched or started, this one was a little bit different because this couple was basically like straight out of TLC's hoarders. Yeah. Or Annie's hoarders. Mm-hmm. They had too much. I mean, I'm talking like piles of stuff they didn't even know what was in it, like a room that they had never even touched what was in the room. Yeah. To know what was Crazy. there. Like full on hoarders. And I'm thinking, is this just like a pretty version of hoarders? Is this what I'm watching now? Like that she's going to kind of come in and peacefully do. And she starts everything with this like, um, Thanking the house. Yeah. Um, so they were talking about that yesterday, too. She's just very thoughtful and sort of paying homage to the space and, you know, being very intentional, which sounds very Japanese. Yes. You know, that things sort of have a spirit of their own. And that part I kind of love. Like, I like that idea of, like, being appreciative of what you have and, like, you know, really thanking. She thanks every article of clothing before she lets it go for what it is, how it has served her. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. But, you know, in the long term, and this was sort of my final takeaway, I just don't feel like this is like practical. Hmm. Like anybody can go through this entire process without Marie Kondo coming in and holding their hand through it. Well, we should talk to Alexis because she actually did it back when that book came out and she's like walked through the whole five steps or whatever. So. Uh-huh. She would probably have some, you know, presumably some insights on how helpful it's been, you know, going forward. Oh, it's just so it's it's interesting. But I will say I'll keep watching the show. But Kate is on the line. Uh, Hi, Kate. Have you done this art of tidying up? Have you done the Marie Kondo method? I have. And my husband and I did our whole entire house. Oh, my gosh. And how long did it take you, first of all? Um, About six weeks. And it was incredibly overwhelming and... I kind of wanted to stop after a month, but we were too far into it. Oh, my gosh. And, but it's been life-changing. Like, literally, I, we, and we have maintained the status since then. And it was about a year and a half ago. So wow. I'm really curious because um, this is something I've, we've done in our home, like on a miniature, miniature, teeny, 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 tiny scale. And it does seem like it would be mildly overwhelming. What advice would you have for people who maybe want to do this but are afraid that it will become too overwhelming? Hmm. Well, <laughs> it is overwhelming. So possibly just taking the first step. Like I think we went a little out of order, but I think she does recommend clothes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and maybe just taking it section by section versus we did back to back every single section. And that was like, oh my God, I'm so sick of this. And our house is a disaster for six weeks. Oh, sure. Uh, pile. I mean, every time you pile a whole room full of crap, and, and you got to work your way through it. Yes. But and now, then you go to bed with it still messy. 
for six weeks. Now, um, now that you've done it, how how has it changed? Like how you bring stuff into your home? Like has it changed how? Because we were talking a little bit about this yesterday. Um, does it change how you make decisions on what to buy? Like, are you thinking about do I actually want to bring this into the house because I don't want to have to like put everything in a pile again someday? Yes, a hundred percent. Or if you. So, yes, for us, it did change how we purchase things, but it also changed how we, how often we remove stuff. So if I just do, you know, I buy a bunch of clothes and it's been a few months, I'm like, wait, I've bought some clothes. I better go through my closet again and just quickly pick out the things that no longer serve me. Yeah. So I'm always on top of it now. Um, yeah. So to maintain that status. I Did you... Um did you, I don't know how to ask, this is just, do you have children? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, so, I, well, one daughter, and at that point, she was two years old. Um, and how did and, she engage with you while you were doing this? Well, at two years old, it's easy and hard, so she just plays with all the junk that we put out. Mm-hmm. So that was easy, because she would, it'd be like a fun thing for her, Um now that she's four, I think it would actually be harder because she'd, you know, we'd have to want, she'd want to keep it all deal with her. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah. yeah. So all of her stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, well, thank you so much, Kate, for thank calling. You, Kate. That um, was really insightful. Yeah, it is super insightful. I just like, I can't, I could not imagine when I was watching it. I thought that the time it would take to do to self start and do that the whole way through it just seemed like it seems like you know it's it's going to be one of those things that you you it's a major investment and a commitment and presumably you don't just start from watching the show the show is sort of like the you know i don't know the icing on the cake you'd mm-hmm. want to start with a book and you know it would take some mental uh, accommodation before any physical, well, you know, and everybody sacrifice. would have to be on board and remain on board. And I think that's like the other piece where it's like if you're doing a show, everybody will be on board. But in real life, you've got stuff, you've got other things start to take precedence. And then, you know, I just I, I don't know. I'm going to keep watching the show, though. I'll tell you that much. But if she tries to tell me that her children enjoy folding one more time, I'm going to puke. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got to get the Cobra gang together. We've got a big mystery to solve, and it involves Madonna's derriere. Oh, my God, her butt. You After guys, this, we've got questions. My Talk 1071. Okay, well, we've got a mystery to solve here on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers Good back. Good afternoon. And uh, when we have a mystery to solve, we have to get together the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, when they're on the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're the Cobra Gang. Whoa. Okay, so uh, Madonna's butt. Can we talk? What happened to Madonna's booty? Um, you, I asked this question because um, there was some video made available to the world that uh, her booty don't look like it's from planet Earth, actually. If you look at uh, some side shots, it looks as though, well, it looks as though she's stuffed some sort of like drag queen uh, hip padding into her jeans. Yeah, what is going on back there? 
Uh, this all, I think this was New York, uh, excuse me, New York City for New Year's Eve, which she actually did something pretty cool. She went uh, and performed at uh, the Stonewall Inn, which is an iconic uh, gay nightclub that also is like a, a part of gay history. Long story. You'll hear more about it this year because it's the 50th anniversary. Anyway, so she was in Greenwich Village in Manhattan on Monday night. She performed like a prayer and she also did I Can't Help Falling in Love. Elvis. Bizarre. Uh, whatever. And her um, son was playing guitar, which was kind of cool. Yes. Uh, David, right? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Um, anyway, so she uh, was hanging out, doing her thing, and her booty does not look human. No, it's not normal. And also, people are saying that this could be... Well, first of all, let me ask you. Okay. What What say you? What is going on with her butt? Well, I... I can't... I wish I... What's going on with Madonna's butt? I wish I understood. <laughs> I mean... First of all, I have got a couple questions, and I don't know if you have followed the trail, so to speak. But um, oh, I see what you did there. Have has she been seen with this booty elsewhere, or only because it seems like the only pictures we have of the booty are from on stage at the Stonewall Inn? But Madonna has been elsewhere probably in the intervening days and possibly before and she's had a butt so you know was she wearing a butt is this a butt that was implanted is this a butt that is a stick-on butt i don't know holly is is it even madonna at all i don't know it's not a lee press on butt is it no so here's my thought okay is that I was trying to find footage of Madonna from earlier in 2018. What yeah. was Madonna wearing? What was her butt up to? Now I found <laughs> what was her butt up to? I found some footage from the MTV Video Music Awards, which happened in uh, late August, and Madonna was wearing a very billowy cape. So we are not able to uh, identify. We can't. We can't Madonna's locate butt. the butt. No, it's under well, there which somewhere. Which would also be interesting. Uh, from a Madonna's butt perspective, if she had been post-butt surgery, if indeed there right. were some implants going on. I can tell you that Bonnie Fuller's Hollywood Life has a thought and oh, an what opinion. Is they have an expert. So we I don't take kindly to this tabloid because they're usually full of caca grande. Yeah. Um, but they say, <laughs> quote, Madonna, 60 very likely got butt implants. Doctors weigh in on her new massive booty. Um, so they talk to exclusively a plastic surgeon. Can I also just remind tabloids? There's nothing exclusive about you calling up a doctor uh-huh. and the doctor saying, well, I mean. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Because here's what the doctor says. Basically what you both just said. I believe that most likely this is change. This is a huge. I believe that this. Oh my God. Start over. Start over. I believe that most likely this huge change is due to buttock inserts in her pants. But if that's not the case, then a set of buttock implants appears to be the next most likely explanation. I would like to remind you, this is what Dr. Anthony Yown told Hollywood Life exclusively all caps. I mean, do, you don't have to be a it's doctor either to a, know this. Or it's B, also believed Mr. Dr. Corey Moritz did, that Madonna may have had some plastic surgery done on her booty. In my opinion, she has gotten butt implants and not fat injections because there's so much volume there. He uh, exclusively explained to Hollywood Life, it would take a whole lot of fat to get that sort of volume. I would just like to say, like, okay, so basically nobody knows anything. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if this is a real butt surgery experience that she had she needs to get her money back yeah because it don't look natural and it's very (laughs) there's like a severe drop off it's i don't want to say lumpy but it feels not um well distributed well it looks like she's got off the cliff it looks like she's got two uh really large yams in her pants yep and it looks like they just taped them on because there's no blending there's No. no smooth line it's just like yeah. Yam in the pants. It's just yam in the pants. Madonna. Well, we will, you know what? We will promise you in 2019, Team Cobra will be. I'm just going to ask on her on Twitter. The Madonna because, you know, she re- responded to me once on Twitter. Okay, so there. Maybe oh, she'll. Yeah. Buddy. yeah, Instagram. We're basically too. besties. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Madonna? What's up with your booty? You got yams in your butt. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Lord and Lady D Bag, celebrities behaving badly. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We're I'm missing all, some D bags. We're all back together. You're missing the D bags? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I didn't think I would ever miss a douchebag, but. But today. There you go. But today, you're saying it. New year, new you. Well, I got good 19. news for you. We got the D-Bags for you. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ta-da! And I'm making my D-Bag the age of 76. Is that like a musical or something? No. Or a movie? Literally. The age of 76 is a D-Bag because it took three celebrities yesterday. Um, That was a weird thing that we just need to acknowledge. So yesterday morning... Actually, it wasn't even morning. It was like right after lunch. Holly drops the bomb that uh, Mean Gene Okerlund died from WWF and then WWE. Um, And like uh, that was a surprise just because I hadn't really been thinking about Mean Gene. I mean, why would you? No. I mean, I used to be a big WWF fan, but I hadn't given a lot of thought to Mean Gene for a while. Back in the... Did you not know that? I would like to know more about what. Oh my gosh! Why would I, man? Professional wrestling, Bradley. I mean, I would like. I would. I would turn it on for you know men in tights, but what other reason? I don't know. Oh, Oh. it's delicious, fun camp. Yeah, I loved. I used to just love watching WWF at the time. Anyway, but I just hadn't given a lot of thought to Mean Gene. Like, what's he up to? I don't know. Anyway, so that sort of shocked me, Uh, and I was still in grief around that. Then, within hours later. We learn that comedian Bob Einstein, who also was known as Super Dave, 
also played the role of uh, is it Marty Funkhausen? Uh, Monk Marty Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, he died. Also seventy six. Like years so old. far, two random like eighties and nineties peeps. Right. Yeah. Seventy six years I mean, old. I guess that's obvious. Like it's not going to be, you know, people so, from today. True. So then I say to Holly, Holly, I need you to do me a favor. This is in yeah. a break. Mm-hmm. I go, Holly, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go and t- I just need you to do a welfare check on Tom Jones because oh, I can't have he? that one. Well, we had to find out, so I went to Tom Jones's Wikipedia page, and it turns out Tom Jones, not seventy six. Oh, phew. He's seventy eight years old. Okay, so he's fine. Yeah, so he's, he's fine. fine. But there were three deaths. Yes. Hello, wait for it. Because I get home, and then I get this text from Holly. No kidding, Captain from Captain and Tennille dies at the age of seventy six. Daryl Dragon, Captain from Captain okay. and Tennille, died. So your your douchebag. Is the, stated, is the age of 76, although plenty of people have turned 76. Are you sure it's not Wednesday that was the problem? Are you uh, sure it wasn't, you know, Maybe God, it was the combination of Wednesday Reaper, and 76. Death? I mean, I feel like there are a lot of things. What about the age of 76 really it has felt you? a little too... Ma- manhood? A little too, is that a coincidence? Gender killed them? They're all men. But they were all 76. They were all 76 year old. There's so men. many other ages that people can be that it just seems right, a so little eerie that it's you 76. You really think the age of 76 is the. And they come in threes too. So well, we did get done. that. Phew, I know. So we did get it. this email from Adele who said they come in threes. We're done. It's all good. Yeah. All but right. Who knows? Maybe 77 is going to have a bad run. Don't tempt fate. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Has I don't had, want seventy-eight. The only to age show that up. has historically it's been proven that it's a thing mm-hmm. is the age of twenty-seven. That right. is like a known fact. You can Wikipedia that business. Yeah, yeah, that's some Saturn return business. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot there. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the Saturn away. return Why means. Why does it need to return? But I do know that twenty-seven is that is when it's like going backwards, age. but really forwards. No, Saturn return is what ha- yeah what happens when the planet Saturn returns prominently in your chart every 27 Ah. years, which means big life changes happen at around age 27. And stick around for like three or four years. Well, I will tell you the year I got sober, 27. Okay, see, there you go. That's your Saturn return, man. So that means uh, 54. Just wait for it, you guys. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not going to talk about my 27th year, but it was a doozy as well. Wait, is 76 a a thing with the 27? I don't know. Well, let's find Do out. Do the hold math. math. I got to get hold out. On. Of, I, hold on. You I, guys, you guys I was talk. told there would be no math today. 27 times what? Three would that be? Oh, 81. Okay. Well, oh. yeah. Phew. Mm-hmm. That would have been scary. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Okay, so 76 so is a D-bag. 76 is a D-bag. All you 76ers out there who are alive, I'm sorry. Well, congrats. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, I think you, seriously, you dodged a bullet, literally. Speaking of uh, old people you uh, wish were dead. Whoa. Um, Les <laughs> Moonves had a really fun New Year's Eve. <laughs> Welcome Holy back. Buddy. How old is he, by the way? Not 76, okay. unfortunately. Yeah, he's in his 70s, early 70s, I think. <laughs> okay. Les Moonves is my D-bag, but he's not the only one. In fact, not only is Les Moonves my D-bag, but Brett Ratner... And Shervin Pishavar 
They are. It's a triple threat on the D-bag list today. Why? Because these are just some of the disgraced moguls soaking up the rays on St. Bart's uh. over New Year's. Okay, we talked a little bit about this uh, on the morning show. What? Is there like a... You know how they do like an Oprah cruise on Carnival? Is there like a disgrace? Yes, actually. And it's on David Geffen's super yacht called Rising Sun. Okay. Uh, And we talked about this. I don't know. God only knows what day is what. Um, If they could see them them now now upon a scandal cruise. Exactly. 590 meter yacht, not you. Uh, 590 million, not meter million dollar yacht that means this yacht is half a billion dollars more than half a billion dollars in price tag and a bunch of disgraced celebrities now the thing that i really rubbed rubbed me the wrong way about this particular story is that you know if you saw les moonves let's say for the sake of discussion Mm -hmm. this would never happen but let's just say for the sake of discussion um, you go to a dinner party, and at the dinner party, in walks Julie Chen and Les Moonves. Uh-huh. I would think, because of the nature of the discussions we've had on this station and in the show about Les Moonves, you probably wouldn't rush over and give him a big fat hug. Definitely not. Right? You probably would give him a stink eye. Maybe you would be so moved to just leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Or just remove yourself to another room where you could hear very well. So that you could take copious notes and report back. Yes. I mean, for the sake of yes. the show, I would hope you wouldn't yeah. leave. But I'm saying as yep. a human being, you, you would probably leave the room. Uh-huh. But when you're mega rich mm-hmm. and you're on a mega yacht and you're in St. Bart's, you're going to have a carefree gay old time and nobody's going to call you on your stuff. True. The fact that you are a multimillionaire studio mogul. Is uh, or and and the fact that you've sexually assaulted allegedly a number of women is not going to impede your relaxation celebration uh, for New Year's Eve because these three guys, um, Brett Ratner, filmmaker, Hollywood filmmaker, Silicon Valley investor Shervin Pishavar, and then uh, CBS chief Les Moonves were all on Geffen's yacht, and I just like I thinking about this, I'm like, what was it, what were those conversations like? Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to my yacht. Okay. It's been a great year. I hope you're all celebrating. You're really excited for 2019. Less. I just feel like millions of what we've learned this year is millionaire trumps morals. So like your money will trump your morals oh, all the time. Yeah, that's exactly the story. I mean, yeah. if you have enough money and you if you are high enough in the, you know, social elite, I mean, really, if you're uh, friends with David Geffen, you're not concerned about the sexual assault allegations. It's not to say that these people can't live their lives without being socially shunned all 24-7. But, like, again, I just marvel at what kind of experience that must have been like to have a bunch of disgraced moguls, like, living it up. I'm guessing that their dinnertime conversation... Uh, you know, I, I'd want to be a fly on the wall for it. I would not want to participate in it. But you know what else I found not maybe surprising, but Julie Chen was there too. She yeah. was on the the yacht. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have been in the salon where the wives sat and chatted. What do you think Les Moonves's word for 2019 is? His new... Oh, his theme, his, his thematic theme. word. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't mm. know. 
I don't know. Fiber. Yeah. That's a good or, one. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he should really focus on, you know, the, the basics. Regularity. You know? probably, mm-hmm. yeah, regularity. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> or jail. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's true. <laughs> anyway, three uh, Hollywood moguls. This David Geffen character and his yacht. I mean, wow. I just want to, I would love to be a fly on the wall. Maybe I need to go get a job as like a, a dinghy or something. A life preserver? I don't feel yeah. like I'm you, saying like, what job feel... could I get? I don't know. It would have to be pretty, you know, they're not going to hire me to do anything is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Except for just stay afloat. Yeah. If that. Mm-hmm. Bradley the dinghy. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need three people who think they're really good at answering kids questions. We're going to answer my inquisitive nine-year-old's question. Answer Keller's question coming up next. 651-641-1071. Three people who think they can answer impossible questions on my talk 1071. If you are a human person who uh, believes that you're very good at answering what are pretty impossible questions, give us a call at 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, this is a little fun thing we do every once in a while. Yes. Where uh, my very inquisitive nine-year-old Keller has asked a lot of questions that maybe seem pretty simple on the surface. But when you really get to thinking about them, they're not that easy. 651-641-1071 if you think you can answer Keller's question. Any questions? Any questions? Can I ask you something? I have a question. I have very important question for you. It's time to answer Keller's question. I have questions. So this is how it works. We have, well, we will have, when other people choose to participate, three people on the line who we will pose a question of the day, one of Keller's real-life questions, and then they will attempt to answer the question. Uh, and then Bradley will have the real answer, or at least some approximation it's of the real answer. Real That's what we're going to work on. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you're willing to give it a shot, we've got Desiree on the line. Uh, hello, Desiree. Do you think that you can answer the question of a very inquisitive nine-year-old? I can try. I'm the mother of five kids. Oh so. boy. Well, so you've had many of these impossible questions posed to you in the past. Uh, yes, last one was, uh, if God made everything, who made God? I always asked that question as a kid, right? Like that? Yeah. That's some deep stuff, man. That's deep, man. I'm not right. a six-year-old. Oh, see? 651-641-1071. If you, like Desiree, think you can handle a question from an inquisitive nine-year-old, here is Keller's question today. Here you go, Desiree. I have questions for you. Mom, if you shoot a bullet... Will it go into space or will it come back down? And if it comes back down, would it at least go higher than a plane? Desiree, if you shoot a bullet, will it go into space or will it come back down? And if it comes back down, would it at least go higher than a plane? I would say no because the velocity of the gun shooting the bullet, bullet will not make it go that far. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, I like that velocity. Terms. She just threw out a big Velociraptor. word. Velocity is a big one. Yeah. Desiree, thank you. So you say, no, it will not go higher than a plane and yeah. it won't go to space. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Th- thank you, Desiree. Okay. That's Desiree's answer to Keller's question. We need one more person uh, to be on the line ready to answer Keller's question. We've got Carrie on the line. 
Hello, Carrie. Hello, Yen. How are you? Good. Oh, wow. Carrie's a... He's, yeah. Carrie. It's, not, it's not about movies this time. Okay. Well, <laughs> Carrie, uh, do you think that you can handle answering Keller's question? I, I surely give it a try. Okay, here we go. I have questions for you. Mom, if you shoot a bullet, will it go into space or will it come back down? And if it comes back down... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. On what at least go higher than a plane. If you shoot a bullet into space, will it go to space or will it come back down? And if it does come back down, will it at least go higher than a plane? Carrie. Um, it's a very good question. I think uh, so too. I agree with the velocity thing. Um, it all depends on the caliber mm. uh, of the the gun that you're shooting. Mm. But I don't think it would go as high as a plane. I really don't. I think, like she said, the atmosphere would slow it down, and all the different, you know, once it got so high, it wouldn't go any higher. And as far as coming back down. It has to come back down. Where else would it go? Right. What goes up must come down. Exactly. Carrie, thank you for your answer. Thanks, Carrie. Apparently, nobody else was Not brave enough to, to give it a try. As the uh, movie questions that he answered so you know stealth uh, effectively because he knew the answers because he's been in movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, nobody else is brave enough to give this wah, one a wah. shot. No pun intended. So, good. Bradley, you are going to have to answer Keller's question. Ask it, baby. Here it is. Questions for you. Mom, if you shoot a bullet, will it go into space or will it come back down? And if it comes back down, would it at least go higher than a plane? Okay, that's a great question. And, you know, to a certain extent, our listeners were spot on. No, a bullet ain't finna go all the way to space. Uh, it could, though, go as high as... An airplane? 10,000 feet. Now, that said, most airplanes don't travel at 10,000 feet, but theoretically on their way up, Mm -hmm. they're going to pass 10,000 feet. So if you were shooting a gun straight up in the air as a plane was taking off, you could potentially hit it. Most planes, I believe, are at about um, 30,000 plus. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, no. Basically, you're not going to space, and it's not going to be as high as that airplane that's traveling at a regular distance also i might add please don't shoot a gun no in at fact, an airplane what well yes do you need do we need to say i guess if netflix has to do exactly things, so do we. um yeah don't shoot anybody uh that said the uh the thing i was reading actually said it's more dangerous the lower the angle so not high like shooting it straight up in the air. The thing that's most dangerous is like at a 45 degree angle because you're more likely it's going to have more velocity and more likely to hit somebody versus, you know, a bullet shooting straight up and then just falling on. Someone. Oh, sure. That would just hurt. It would yeah. like pelt them. Well, it could hurt them, um, but not as much as like at a higher rate of speed. Again, I don't know all these sciencey things, but 
No. The answer. <laughs> the answer is simply no. no. That was a big scientific no. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Well, good. Thank you. I feel uh, like we've really done some decent work here. Keller will be very uh satisfied with your answer yeah uh, i will tell you i was going through he was reading through his question these are all real questions yeah, that yeah. keller these are questions has, he has actually asked peppered you. me with in life he's he he asks a ton of questions and i record them on twitter using the hashtag keller live uh and so and then he reads them so that we can use them for this segment. Um, and this morning, as he was reading through them, because we needed a new batch recorded, every single time he'd read one, he'd go, oh, I remember asking that question. And then I'd say to him, do you remember how I answered? And he'd say, no. Yeah, of course not. And I thought, okay, good. That The so good that, news is... Well, the good news is that means you can say whatever you want, it, and he's gonna it, he's not going to remember. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's, that's what you need to know. Uh, parents, all parents of the universe... You can say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, so when we come back on the other side of this break, Bradley, why don't you set up what we're going to be talking about? We, You had a few opportunities over you know, the break, the holiday break, to order food and have it delivered to your home. So when we come back, we're going to talk about food delivery because it's crap. And there's basically, other than uh, pizza, there's no good food delivery. You think I'm wrong? Oh, just wait. We'll talk about it. But honestly... Uh, as you mentioned, we had a couple of uh, occasions to order some food for delivery, and it got to the point uh, over the break where I was like, you know, I just don't think there's such a thing as good food delivery. Now, when I say food delivery, what I'm talking about really is things like bikes, bike squad, which <laughs> I guess, you know, could be. Yeah, they do they taco deliver, bike, huh? right? Yeah, or bike taco tacos, cat. taco cat, yeah. where they're delivering tacos on bikes, which I guess is good for the environment. But uh, I can't think of, other than pizza, a food delivery experience that was memorable slash, ooh, I want to do that again. And so we'll talk about that and hopefully get to the bottom of why. I know you've got uh, some ideas as to why that is. I know, Holly, you had extensive experience as well over the holiday break. Yes, I have theories as to why takeout or food delivery never tastes as good as you want it to or as you dream it to. 651-641-1071. Do you have any ideas about why the food delivery food just never tastes as good? Pizza is or, the only one. Really, what I'd love to hear is if there's a secret to food delivery. Like, is there a place you absolutely love that's not, you know, pizza? Because, again, I think we can figure out pizza, okay? But maybe there's some secret that I'm missing. I will say, I have one place whenever we get delivery from this one place and it's not pizza. I am 100% satisfied every single time. We'll talk about that after this right. on my Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. 
The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.